Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Teresa Meadows, CIO at Cook Children's Healthcare System. In this segment, Meadows talks about scheduling an EHR upgrade around a major construction project, how her team is working to accommodate the growing demand for mobility among clinicians, and the biggest challenge pediatric organizations face with meaningful use. Hi, Teresa. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us today. Thanks so much, Kate. I really appreciate the opportunity. So uh, to get started, uh, can you just give our readers and listeners um, a brief overview of your organization, um, you know, just, just in terms of what you have in hospitals and uh, where you're located, things like that? Sure. Uh, Cook Children's Healthcare System is located in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, we're a large not-for-profit uh, pediatric integrated delivery system, and what that means is uh, we have the ability to uh, see our children fr really from beginning to end. So we offer, we have a, a large hospital as part of our health system, uh, 400 and plus beds uh, with a 100 bed uh, neonatal intensive care unit. So a very large hospital that, that we take care of really sick kids in. We also have uh, two joint ventures that we do with uh, ambulatory surgery centers um, in different areas of the Fort Worth Metroplex. Um, we have a large home health business, so that's a little bit unique in that um, our home health company really only provides services to kids who need special care in their homes, um, which also includes uh, durable medical equipment as well as prosthetics. Um, we actually make some of our own prosthetics, which is a pretty neat process for our, for our kids. Um, we have a large physician network, so we employ uh, around 350 physicians, um, which are comprehensive of primary care and specialty care, um, with about 80 locations now. The number continues to change on a regular basis. We're, we're growing pretty steadily in our ambulatory areas. Um, we probably will add, you know, six or seven more clinics in the next year uh, coming up. And then our last bit of business that we support is actually a health plan. Uh, we have a Medicaid health plan that supports the state of Texas for Medicaid and CHIP uh, eligible patients. So that also includes uh, kids, but it also includes adults, uh, maternity care, and some of those things. The health plan has about 120,000 members, so not a not an extremely large health plan, but a good mid-sized health plan, and that, that particular business continues to grow as well. So a very diverse uh, group of populations that from an IT perspective we support, uh, which brings a lot of, you know, fun and unique challenges uh, to, uh, you know, for me and our team here at Cook. Yeah, I can imagine. And uh, what about the size of uh, your, your staff approximately? Yeah, um, the staff here is, uh, we have about 200 people on staff. Um, which is, you know, probably large. Um, our primary uh, EHR system is Meditech, and people think that's pretty a large IT shop uh, for a Meditech hospital, but it's yeah. because we have all those other business lines that we have to support. So we're an average size uh, mid to, you know, IT shop. Okay. And uh, that's, Meditech is in the hospital? Meditech in the hospital, and then we're Athena Health Ambulatory. So all of our physician practices um, use Athena Health for practice management and electronic medical record. Okay. And what, what version of Meditech are you on? 
We are on uh, 566, and you know one of our big projects this year uh, coming up is we're going to be converting to the 6-1 platform of Meditech. Okay. What kind of timeline are you looking at for that? We actually uh, are kicking off the project um, in June. So <laughs> uh, it's a 12, okay. about a 12-month project, so it will go from June of this year to August of next year. Um, so that's uh, probably one of our major initiatives since that is a big transition from our current version of Meditech to a new, it's almost a new platform. So yeah. our teams will be fully dedicated to that process uh, for the next, you know, 12 to 18 months. Okay. Yeah, like you said, that, that is a pretty big jump. Um, what, was, uh, what, was, what was the rationale behind uh, doing it that specific way? It, you know, it's interesting because uh, here at Cook, we always like to have lots of initiatives going on at the same time. So <laughs> part of the reason we chose this time frame to do the upgrade to the Meditech uh, 6.1 platform is we are in the process of building uh, a new tower at our organization. And part of that uh, construction process includes all new laboratories, all new emergency department, all new surgical suites, um, all new uh, heart center, and two, two more inpatient floors. So it's a fairly significant um, construction effort that we're doing it at the exact same time we decided to upgrade Meditech. Um, and the reason we decided to upgrade Meditech is because some of the areas like our OR, currently uh, the current version of Meditech really didn't meet our needs as far as what we needed for the uh, periop documentation pieces. And so in the upgraded version, it allows us to, when they move to their new OR suites, to be fully automated and not have any more paper documentation. So it was really critical to us uh, moving into the new space that our OR suites were able to take full advantage of full uh, computerized documentation and charge entry. So that was really the driver for us to do the upgrade now versus wait. Um, some other unique things about the upgrade of Meditech is it allows us to become a, a more web-based mobile platform for our physicians and nurses, which will, you know, we continue to see more mobile, and we see our clinicians be a lot more mobile um, in the new environment, and we, we think going to that new version of Meditech will really support uh, adding that additional mobility, especially when we add, you know, another 100,000 square feet onto our organization. It's really a big, big jump for us to, uh, we need to be mobile. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're just seeing uh, so much uh, as far as the trends and moving towards that, that uh, mobility for docs, and uh, I, don't, I don't think that's going anywhere anytime soon. I don't either. I think it's going to continue to accelerate, which I'm excited about. I think, um, you know, if we can finally provide clinicians with a workflow that works how they do, um, they're always in motion. Nurses, doctors, you know, lab techs, they're always in motion. And to have something that's static and stuck in one place is really not conducive to their workflows. And that's, so I'm very excited about uh, the mobile opportunities, and it's it's good to see our our partners really embrace moving in that direction. Um, so I'm I'm very excited about the opportunities with the new platform for Meditech. Yeah, and and like you said, not having to uh, you know go in and kind of uh, retrofit, but but having uh, you know the new buildings with uh, with the latest platforms uh, certainly makes sense. It does, but it also adds an added layer of complexity to any kind of uh, IT project when you're constructing a building which has lots of other IT and doing an upgrade at the same time is probably, you know, probably a little 
risky, um, but also can be very rewarding. And so I think for our clinicians, it was the best choice for us moving forward. Right. You mentioned that uh, you have Athena Health uh, Ambulatory, and is that that's for the um, the visit the physician network, the uh, employed physicians? Yeah. So pretty much all of all of our employed physicians at all of their 60 plus locations, 70 plus locations use Athena Health. Um, and as we bring new uh, practices on, they also use Athena Health um, for their EMR and practice management. Okay. And it's uh, it, it's interesting that that you talk about uh, you know that that significant ambulatory growth and um, that's something that we're seeing uh, you know all over the place. But uh, really, I would think it is a huge priority, especially when you talk about an organization like yours that really you know has the gamut of care for uh, for pediatric patients and being able to offer that every step of the way. Absolutely, and the ambulatory strategy is critical to you know, our overall system strategy, uh, more and more care is being done either in the home or in ambulatory settings. And so having home health and a large physician network, I think, really helps us progress as, as care changes. We're going to see more and more outside the hospital, and, and being, you know, poised for, to be able to do that is really important um, for Cook. Yeah, and, and what struck me as interesting was uh, you, know, you talked about having the, the large home health business, and um, I wonder if that, this is something that we'll start to see uh, with more uh, pediatric health organizations. You know, I, I think so. As we, as we start to push things more towards the home, um, I think you'll see a grow in home health. It may be a different variation of home health services, so you, might, you may begin to see, and we're, we're exploring, you know, even, you know, telehealth to the home. So being able to do follow-up visits and some of those things um, versus sending a uh, clinician to the house to take care of those problems, I think you will see more telehealth. Um, and we actually have some uh, things that we're going to be doing in the near future to actually do some pilot initiatives where um, in the state of Texas, all, all patients have to have at least one face-to-face uh, visit with a caregiver before you can perform telehealth services in the home. And so we see a good opportunity to follow up with kids uh, for specific uh, disease states at home. So we're, we're really excited about what telehealth can bring um, to that population, and uh, hopefully that will begin to allow more and more use of that technology. Right. Okay. So that's something that, that's kind of like a... Um, a a near-term priority? It is. We actually um, have a, a working group right now, um, and we actually have a physician um, who is our medical director of digital health, and he is going to actually start doing uh, telehealth visits to the home as a pilot group and as part of his service offering. So we're really excited about that uh, new adventure. Okay. And now, what about with, uh, with, with medical homes? Is, is that something that you're looking at at this point? We are. Um, we actually, what we've done here at Cook is we have created what we call neighborhood clinics. And these neighborhood clinics are, uh, we have six neighborhood clinics today, and they're in served that we want to start creating medical homes for these kids who may not have access to resources that, you know, people who are insured uh, would have most of these medical yeah. homes that we've created are for Medicaid populations or indigent populations, and um, 
we have seen great success creating these medical homes and putting uh, technology in. And through the use of Athena, we're able to uh, track these kids and have them on certain care plans. So a lot, a good population for us is asthma. So we have all our kids in these clinics uh, using asthma action plans through Athena um, and documenting that care. And then throughout, if that kid shows up at any of our locations, we can see the documentation that's occurred uh, through that medical home care. Uh, the other unique thing that we've done is in one of our locations, we actually have the first uh, dental clinic as well. So we offer dental services uh, to the underserved, and so they, they can really go and have a full medical and dental visit at our location because um, many diseases start with how, how oral care is performed. And so we right. feel that's really critical uh, to the success of some of, of our, you know, medical homes. And so we've had, it's been really interesting uh, to see the kids that come in and they can actually do all of their visits in one location, which, is, which has been very, very nice to see. Right. Okay. All right. So I uh, wanted to, to get into um, meaningful use a little bit and, and first actually ask, uh, you know, how, how you are uh, positioned at this point. Sure. We, um, so we are uh, working towards meaningful use on the ambulatory side and on the inpatient side. So on the ambulatory side, almost all of our physicians in our physician network have qualified for meaningful use dollars. Most of them are in stage two reporting periods now. Um, and it has been, it's neat because Athena really took the time to build the meaningful use process into their product. So for doctors to really achieve the metrics that they need on the ambulatory side um, has been quite simple for them to do, and we've had great success uh, with our doctors being able to achieve uh, those, those requirements uh, through just normal documentation in the EMR on the Athena side. We've gone through a couple audits um, on, for meaningful use on the ambulatory side, and all of those have passed with flying colors um, when they've really looked at each doctor individually to see did they meet the criteria or not. So we've been very pleased with that implementation on the, on the ambulatory side. On the inpatient side, uh, we only um, applied for Medicaid meaningful use uh, mm -hmm. dollars, and that is really driven by what the state provides. So uh, we are in, you know, phase one what they call phase one plus reporting period. So we're uh, doing our second reporting period for stage one uh, meaningful use. And we intend to proceed with stage two. Um, you know, the jury's out with stage three. We'll just see. Because even in stage two, a lot of the metrics um, still are very adult driven. So we report on a lot of metrics where we have zero denominator because those diagnoses would, you know, not occur in a pediatric facility. So um, have the pediatric metrics gotten better? I, th I think over time they have. They've matured. But they're still uh, mostly very adult-driven. But we, yeah. we saw meaningful use as uh, something that we were already striving for before the regulations came out. So for us, um, it's more about being prepared. Um, and if meaningful use, you know, if there are penalties that begin with the Medicaid population, then we will be prepared for that. But a lot of it um, is good care, and so we want to make sure that we're, we're providing that care to our patients. Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts, 
visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.